0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: Freaking first cut. Golly!
0: Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is our mega preview pod for this week's RBC Heritage. It is storylines. It's our best bets. It's our one and done picks. And joining me to break it all down, I've got the coach.
1: Hey, coach, what's up? I am fired up. I'm ready to go. This is kind of my line in the sand and and, and leave it to Mark Immelman to be scared, to be scared to show up today because he (laughs) knows that he knows that starting today, he's just going to start being reeled in over the course of the next four months. I changed my date to the Wyndham in my contract, just so you guys know. I it was not am- even amended 9 the a the entire contract, yeah, I, I, I did the whole thing, the whole thing, yes,
0: <laughs> it was not even 9 a.m. Here and uh, coach and Mark were getting into like a Twitter sp- or a uh, text spat over, over, who's what the current standings are in one and done. So this goes much further than just this show. I promise yes, you yes, this yes, is happening date, in real life. <laughs>
1: date. Who'd you have awesome. for the Masters coach? DJ Paul Casey. Paul Casey. Paul Casey. Uh, yeah. It, like, it looked like good. 72 grand. Looked yeah. Good for, yeah, for 23 holes, it looked
0: great. We know how coach feels about Paul Casey. Hit it again, Jacob. Oh, Paul, give Paul me Paul Casey <laughs> That's a drop. <laughs> We were gonna save that, but you mentioned Paul Casey way way too early into the show. I cannot believe
1: you sucked me into that. That was gorgeous. I can't, I, I, be, I can't believe you
2: delivered like that. So I legitimately did not. One, I didn't know who you had, and two, I didn't know we had that clip. Really? So that was <laughs> Kyle was not
0: involved in this. He was. That was. Oh my. Were you I gonna set him up? Well, he. Frick, well, I know who he is going to pick later. And that is Paul Casey. So we were going to use it then. Producer Jacob clipped it. So we were going to pull it out later, but we got—we're two minutes into the show. We had a Paul Casey reference. We that's had to hit it. Un,
1: that's unbelievable. That's so good. That's, that's so, so, good. so good. So good. I'll tip my cap. I'll tip my cap.
0: Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's God. that's Kyle Porter. If you don't recognize the voice, there he is back at home from Augusta National KP. We're going to talk about the Masters. We're going to hit that at the top. But first of all, welcome. Good to have you again. Yeah,
2: it was man. It's uh, it's such a fun almost otherworldly week coach knows this from from being out there you come back and i'm at the grocery store last night buying yogurt and wine and it's like 24 hours earlier i was following hideki matsuyama around Augusta (laughs) national it's just like it's so jarring to like contrast those two things uh but yeah it's good to be home the masters was
0: so much fun and i'm excited to talk some more golf before we before we do that, let me remind you. I got two favors for you. Drop your best bet in the chat right now. That goes a long way. And don't be shy to leave a five star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It gives us uh, an opportunity to keep making more episodes. I mean, we. I don't think we've missed a round yet. In however long since the tour came back, so we are rocking and rolling. And your five star reviews go a long way, Coach. Before we jump back into uh, Masters and all that stuff, you know, you you said. I think you said half of the master's field is playing this yeah. week. Is that actually?
1: It, yeah, it, it was coming into Monday. It was like half of the master's field. Then Bryson okay. withdrew and Joel Damon withdrew, but Joel didn't play in the master's, but it's a really strong field. Cause I've seen a lot of narratives guys that, Oh, last year in June, it looked like a major field. Well, of course it did. It was the, the second tournament back, but now this year to me, to get half the field to come over and play the RBC, I think it's a huge get. And of course, led by uh, DJ, can't lay. Will Zalatoros is there. Colin Morakawa is there. This is a really good field.
0: Really strong field, especially the week after a major championship. And I have to remind everyone that Champions League is coming to a close quarterfinals wrap this week. Today's fixtures just ended. PSG and Chelsea are on to the semis. And if you haven't already, make KGalazzo podcast your audio outlet for complete UCL coverage before and after the biggest matches, including tomorrow's match, which I'm stoked for. It's Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Follow KGalazzo for premiere and immediate recaps of all the action Download it anywhere that you find this podcast. Let's put a bow on the Masters KP. You were down there. You were checking it out. You were up close and personal. We saw you get some camera shine. And when the dust settles, uh, Hideki Matsuyama is our newest Masters champion.
2: Yeah, it was... Uh so I I think that some of the narrative coming out of it is that it was boring or not uh you know not the shootout all these different things. I thought I thought some of that's true, right? You didn't get like the 7 guys, like we didn't get the 2011 where the leader melts down and there's like nine guys that can win it. And I think that's fair. But man, I I have to say just a couple of things. One being kind of around the ending there and seeing Hideki and being in the, in the, uh, uh, in the press, in the uh, press conference afterward, it was kind of awesome. Like Hideki's like, I I think, I think one thing that I didn't realize about Hideki, he doesn't give you anything emotionally. Right. He's kind of like just, he's kind of icy and not in like a, uh, not in a way it's not like, antagonistic he's just kind of doesn't give you much and sometimes there were moments where i was like well maybe there's just not that much there but i think there is i think the reason he doesn't give you much is because it's hard to convey yourself in a a country that's a little bit foreign to you where the language is is a little you know there's difficulty there um And I thought it was, I mean, people have said it a million times, but that walk from scoring or from uh, 18 to the scoring tent, the video is out there. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was it. Was awesome to watch and to see his caddy bow to the course. I've watched that video a hundred times. Forget about it. That was forget. I mean, that was unreal. That was so cool. And I thought that, I thought that Hideki was incredibly endearing. Um, and and I, I just I walk away from the week loving Hideki way more than I did before the week, and he didn't even really say anything that was. I don't know, monumental. I thought some of what he said in his his post-round deal was cool. It wasn't amazing, but I just I don't know. I I fell in love with Hideki last week in a way that I didn't I didn't envision myself doing coming in.
0: I endearing is a really good word. KP and coach, I think, I mean, you're, you're, you're a coach, right? Like, you know how this stuff works. I think just be, he's, he's very direct in his responses. I mean, the, the line that we heard that, that kind of went viral a bit was, you know, during that 77 minute weather delay, what does he do? He says, I, I went out to my car and looked at my cell phone like straight up. I mean, there were a lot of guys who would have said, I took the opportunity to relax and (laughs) and get my mind off of the course and, you know, re come back, refocus, right. That would have been the standard line coach. He just says, Oh, I went out to my car and and hung on my cell phone. it's like, this guy's the best.
1: (laughs) He's the best. Nothing bothers him. And I tell you, I took away probably two or three really big things when I watched uh, him, win, how he won and, instantly when he got the victory, my mind stopped thinking about what he had done and what it meant, right? I'm a big things mean something to me. The reason I love doing the show with you guys is the reason I love sports. It's like everything to me. And I know it's everything to you guys in different ways. I've been to Japan a whole bunch of times and I loved going. If I was not living in the United States, Japan would be the country that I would live in. For a lot of reasons, how the people act, how they treat other people, how nice Mm. they are to other people, the traditions. So when I saw and I'm getting I'm literally getting goosebumps talking about it, because when you watch this caddy bow to the course and you're saying thank you to the course, a lot of us here in in America could could learn a lot from that, that you just got it means so much to play that course and to play in this tournament. It's why it means so much to the players that it's hard to externalize what you've internalized. And Mm. when you saw that it takes you now instantly over to Japan and so many of the narratives. And we, I'm sure we said it too on the show, Oh, he's playing for his country, but he really was. Cause when I've been there, they treat their, their sports stars like heroes. Even when my, self would walk down the street people would come up clamoring for a picture an autograph because they knew it was from wrestling right but they would always give you something they'd give you a gift because they never ask for anything if they don't give you something that's why the caddy bowed to the course they had the course had just given them something so he had to give something back and to me that's so much bigger than sport but it was sport that brought us to that so that's where my mind went and that's why it was so incredibly cool then you factor that with where the Olympics are going to be this summer, and I can only imagine what Hideki is going to get to do—opening ceremonies, lighting the torch, whatever it is—it's going to be awesome.
2: I hope he hits a like a nine iron into the torch lighting. That'd be would sick. Would that
1: be amazing? And then and then it goes off. And then it goes off. That would be sick. Yeah, you remember when that guy shot that good? arrow up there? Yeah, right. Yeah, Hideki yeah, uh, could just
0: pull out pull out the four iron and hit his seed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I think it was interesting because I was talking to some people about the Japan thing. And I think that I do think it's a big deal. Um, I think it is maybe an even bigger deal for like the future than even necessarily right now. And I think, I think one thing that we've kind of missed in all this is that I think it's a big deal for Augusta National. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw the the, the front page of masters.com. It had the yes. the master champion in Japanese. Yep. First of all, that's sick. That's awesome. And, you know, they've, they've really made an, and this is stuff that everybody's talked about already. It's not, I'm not, you know, it's nothing new, but they've made an effort. They, they developed the Asia Pacific amateur or pulling up. There you go. Right there. Says master's champion in Japanese. That is that. It's low key, but it's awesome. Uh, so they developed this this Asia Pacific amateur. They they. <laughs> the connection between Augusta national and the rest of the globe is it's, it's, it's becoming, uh, it's strengthening, right? It's, it's, it's moving out. And, and now in Japan, in South Africa, you know, it, it in Australia, all, we get the first Australian winner with, with Adam Scott all over the, all over the world, you have this tie to Augusta national to the masters. I thought Chris Solomon of knowing up said it well on Monday morning after the masters, when he, he tweeted out like the masters is so meaningful to so many different people for so many different reasons. It's very, it's very different. It's very other than the, than the other three major championships that doesn't necessarily make it better. I think it's the best. I don't, it it doesn't make it necessarily like, you know, the, the greatest or better or whatever, but it, it is. I think it is the most meaningful to um, the players, the caddies, uh, everybody involved. And, and I think you're seeing kind of that tethering to these different countries and to, and to fans of golf within those countries in a way that you just don't really see at other major championships.
0: Yeah, it is. It is really special coach. And we've, we've got you on mute. So I'm going to give you a second to pop yourself off of there while I tee you up on this one. We're starting to see kind of the, the trickle effect of, of things coming out of Japan, right? We're seeing uh, their, their, their newspapers are putting a full 72 hole spread of every shot and everything that he hit over the course of uh, over the course of four days. We, I saw a clip of, I mean, the Japanese broadcasters are literally in tears. They're wiping tears away as he is making his way up 18. Could you imagine if Jim Nance? was wiping tears away from somebody coming up at like, that's what
1: we're talking about. It's just, it's just, you know, we're starting to see this stuff. And it's really putting it all into perspective to KP's point. If you've ever been to the masters, they have a TV compound and yeah. they fly all of these announcers over and they have rooms. Am I right KP? It's, it's, it, they have rooms for these specific announcers and they've done an incredible job over the course of the last 25 years at including all these places. But The thing that has been missing is having an Asian champion because it's such a strong part of the world. And when you talk about being connected to it, when you go to another country, you turn the TV on. There's very little American television. But the one thing you always get is the masters. That You don't necessarily get the USO. You don't necessarily get that, but you always get the masters. And it's bigger than life because to a lot of these people, it's such a world away, which is why they spend, I would estimate, Tens of thousands of dollars every single week just following him around with these media members. And so now that you've got him for an entire year as your champion, think of all the initiatives because the Masters, Augusta National, they're always, always trying to make it better. That's their thing. Yeah. How can we make yeah. it better for the next year, whether building a new media course, whatever it is? They always want to make it better. And this only helps them make it better.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. One one other, one other thing I wanted to say just from being on the ground that I don't know if he got picked up on TV was uh, Hideki never really panicked coming, coming home. I mean, he, he didn't play that great coming home. He bogeyed three of the last four, but I was watching him as he walked to 16 T cause that was the only, that was the only moment I, I was there the last, whatever, nine or 10 holes that, three minutes between 15 and when Xander hits it in the water on 16, that was the only moment where you felt like this buzziness of like, this thing's up in the air. Cause you had Zalatoris ahead of him. You had Xander within two. It felt, uh, it it did not feel like a done deal. And that was the, that was the only time the first time and the only time. And Hideki was just kind of like, whatever. I mean, he, he was very focused, but he wasn't like freaking out. He wasn't like losing it. And then Xander hits the shot. And I, this is a part, I don't know if TV picked this up, but he said, I, he looks at his cat, he goes in the water, he looks at his caddy and he said, I hit it perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that means like bad wind, bad club. I, I don't know what kind of the reasoning was, uh, but it was windy. It was, it was incredibly like if you Hideki's caddy looks up in the, like the tr- the trees are so tall and they're like, kind of like whipping like at the very top and you couldn't really tell which way it was going. It was, it was a really like, it was kind of weird because it wasn't that windy all afternoon, but it was at that moment. So that was, I don't know, for me, I think the 16 tee shots is what I will remember in terms of like, man, this is, uh, this is a very nervous moment. And Hideki, even though he made bogey, he was kind of, um, he was a little bit freed up after that hole yeah, to 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 play his way in.
0: Yeah, that was his op- after he watches Xander go first and hit it in the water. He hits it to the right side, never brings it in play. He three putts or whatever. He's not a good putter. That's fine. No big deal. The only nervous shot I thought he hit KP was on 18 in the middle of February on 18 wedge in hand. He sprays it into the bunker. That was like yeah. the the rest of the rest of the back nine. Even the bogeys that he made, I thought were fine for the moment and the way it was playing out. That was the worst shot he hit. And it was he was still able to get up, up and down.
2: Yeah, it. well, he got. Or yeah. A, yeah. He made five, but that
0: helped us. Yes, that's right. He made a five.
2: He said after <laughs> he said afterward, the most important shot that he hit all tournament was the drive on 18, because you hit the shot on 17, you leave it, whatever, 20 feet below the hole. It's hard to make five from there. And then you hit the drive on 18 and it's really hard to make six from there, which is what he would have had to make to send it to a playoff. So after after he hits the drive on 18, you're like, okay, Vince Carter. I mean, Vince Carter was tweeted like an hour before that.
0: but Yeah, it got a little <laughs> was nervous Vince for minutes. It
2: minutes. It was the one with with me in the background crossing my arms. That was Vince Carter <laughs> that got tweeted then. Uh So, yeah, it was, man, it, I love the Masters. And it was such a fun week. There were the, uh, I have, we haven't talked about this, but the Schwartzel uh, Siwoo Kim handshake debacle was unbelievable. There were so many different, just crazy speeds should have won by like 15, if he could hit a putt. Um, it was just, it was such a fun week. I'm glad Hideki got a major because you're not guaranteed any, and he's the quality of player that at the end of his career, you're like, man, that guy was good enough to have a major. So I'm glad that he, and there's going to be a lot of guys like that. I I wrote a little bit about this and people were kind of Blowing it up on Twitter a little bit. Like, there's going to be 15 guys that you're like, man, he's only got one. Justin Rose only has one. Adam Scott, Jason Day. I mean, all of these guys—Justin Thomas, bright like all these guys—that only have one, two plus in this era is going to be insane. And and so I'm glad that Hideki got at least one of these uh, over the course of his career. Uh,
0: we we are going to talk about the RBC Heritage in a second, but I think that's a really good point, KP and Coach. Like that's that's why I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about Rory not winning a major for seven years. Like there's like like for the first couple of years, I was like, ah, there's plenty of time. They play four of these every single year. He's the best player in the world, and now we've injected a bunch of really good golfers. And now I'm thinking, wow, there's only four of these and they're really hard to win. And it's like, it's been a while for Rory. It's like, these are not as given to golfers as I think maybe even myself once believed they were.
1: Guess what? Everything you just said, Rory has told himself 10,000 times, which is why (laughs) he plays like crap when he comes to the masters. It also does not help that this is the first major normally in eight months. So he has eight months to sit around and think about it. Even if you're talking about the first of the year, he's still got four months to sit around and think about it. And I don't believe, and maybe this is just me talking. I don't believe he's ever going to win the masters. He may win another major. Cause he has the kind of talent that if he flips it on and gets dialed in with a swing, we know he can go out and shoot 20 under on any given course, but I don't believe he'll ever play here because there's so many players at his age or around his age, that play Augusta National great every single time, regardless of form. And I'm talking about the species of the world. I'm talking about the JTs of the world, that these guys are always going to play in front of him. And now you could probably throw Will Zalatoris. The fact that he played that well the first time out, you know he's going to play well every single time. There's certain guys that do. Rory is not. So I don't think he's ever going to win a Masters.
0: Mm. All right. Here's what we're going to do we're going to talk plenty about the. Masters moving forward. We'll recap it all that good stuff, but let's turn our attention to this week's RBC heritage and KP. We were, we were saying, you know, this is uh, a very strong field. It is back from its June. Uh, it's June spot in the calendar last year. Coach is absolutely right. This was, this was a seven twelve strength of field last year in terms of the official world golf rankings. That's which like a is, major. It's bonkers, yeah. It's a major championship, so we're back in April. Uh, it is still a very solid field, uh, considering its spot on the schedule, and uh, we've got we've got DJ here, we've got Can't Lay back in action, Weber, of course, Morikawa. I mean, there's just names after names.
2: Yeah, there's. I think I looked. There's uh, half the top ten, which is kind of crazy for the week after a major and half the top 30 as well, which again, I mean, it's crazy to think about how many guys were playing last June, because even though you have half the top 10, half the top 30, it's still like a f- strength of fields, like 480, which is like half of what it was last year, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, look, it's exciting. It, it, the course is so much different than, you know, kind of what we're used to on the PGA Tour, even then Augusta National, obviously. And so you, you just see a different... You see a different skill set than normal, be able to contend here. CT Pan is one here. Um, you see, like, the the Brian Gaze of the world able to compete here. And I think he's won here also.
0: He won by 10 shots. Yeah, that's
2: right. That's right. Uh, Matt Kuchar, you know, the guy... The, the, there's a reason Webb Simpson is good here, but also... If you look at uh, strokes gained over the last decade, according to DataGolf, Cantlay is number one and DJ is number four. So it's not, it brings everybody kind of into play, which I think is, uh, I think it makes for an interesting tournament
0: it does you get uh you know coach you've got to be the, these these not only tree lines fairways but the trees kind of hang over into the fairway so even if you're in the fairway you might be on mm-hmm. the incorrect side and you might have issues getting to the green it is why we have seen a lot of shorter hitters and if we have seen a lot of long shots here kp mentioned ct pan satoshi kadaira west brian all won in the last four years these guys went off at probably 100 200 300 to one so it really does open up Uh, an already strong field, even deeper than normal, because basically anybody can win this thing.
1: I saw some different quotes from different guys. And Sam Saunders was particularly funny to me. He says, I love this course because you can hit it in the trees and then you can angle it out and bring it around, or you hit it over here and you can take it around. Like, well, maybe you do that, Sam, but the people who win at this particular course, they hit it in the fairway, but they hit it in the right, part of the fairway. There's not too many courses around that. If you hit it in the fairway, all of a sudden now you got to hit it around a tree, but that's what this course is. And also the greens are so small that when I look at how I handicap this particular tournament, I look at iron play because let's be honest, guys, six to nine holes. If they have to, they could tee off with an iron. I would say six to nine. So if you got that, now you're bringing the Corey Connors the Colin them all these guys in play, because they're so dynamic with their irons. But now to me, the short game, Putting stats are not that important because a lot of times, if you hit it on the green, you've got a really good look at birdie. So to me, yeah. the bigger stat is around the green and pitching because if you're not there, there, there's really some trouble around these greens. Uh, but I think this is one of the hardest courses and tournaments to handicap because of how many different kinds of champions we've had here. Yeah.
0: Second smallest screens on the PGA Tour, thirty-seven hundred square feet on average. Anybody What's knows? Double. Let's double pebble. That's the one 3,500 square feet. So this is 3,700. Uh, the, the big name at the top is, is Dustin Johnson. Uh, our friends over at William Hill have him as the favorite. Now, not that there are other options than William Hill because there's not, but if those other options existed, <laughs> they they might have Webb Simpson uh, as the favorite, which is kind of jarring KP because uh, there's only been a couple of times in the last six or seven months that Dustin Johnson has played a tournament that he hasn't been the favorite. We can chalk it up as maybe. Maybe not a great course for him. He's here because it's a sponsor's obligation. He's he's, this is, this is the only event the or the event that he has played the most that he has not carded a top 10.
2: Yeah, but it, he's still been good here. I, I don't know what his finishes are. I know his, his strokes gain numbers, like one point data golf has it at 1.75 historically, which is, I mean, really good. That's really for,
0: good. He's missed, he's missed two cuts. Those were his first two trips. And then his next three were like T 30 something T 17 T 16, I think. But the one, the one week, the one year he was in the lead after 54 and shot like 77 78, or 78 yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Or something
2: like yeah. That. Uh I don't, you know, DJ's weird because he has no top 20 finishes in his last four starts which is basically for somebody else, like losing your tour card, essentially. It's like the equivalent of losing your card for him. <laughs> uh, but
0: it's kind of true. <laughs> I
2: am, I'm hesitant to be like, ah, can't play DJ for a while after the, you know, 80, 80, 78 or whatever. We'll, and then he wins like three of the next five events. I, I just, I I don't, I don't know. I can't get too worked up about trends with DJ because it, it just, it can flip very, I, I think it can flip quicker than anybody else in the world.
0: It, it is weird because he has been by his own standards, terrible <laughs> in his last four ish starts, but he still won six starts ago and yeah. he won Eight starts ago, which we would say, oh, that's that's awesome for for really anybody on the planet. He's won 25 percent of his event of his last eight events,
2: and we're like, should he retire? I don't know. Maybe he should think about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the this field did get a hair weaker on Monday. Coach Bryson Deschambault was lined up to play this event, and he withdrew on Monday. And I'm getting the sense that that's starting to get under your skin a little bit.
1: Big time, big time. It's starting to take me off because it, here's the thing is I think a lot of these players got very complacent not having fans out there. And to me, and I used to talk with the rock a lot about this because he was one of the few guys that I worked with that if 15,000 people showed up, they were coming to see him. And we did a thing with Kenny Chesney. We asked him the exact same question. What's it like? And, And part of his answer was it's a lot of pressure when they show up just to see you. Well, in golf, there's about five ticket sellers, maybe five to seven that when people say I'm coming to a tournament and I'm buying a ticket, I'm going to watch that dude. And right now there's so many limited tickets available. You know, Bryson's one of them, you know, DJ's one of them. And so when you pull out on a Monday, when people are making plans and they bought a ticket, even if they don't buy a ticket, they're spending their time to come watch you play golf. And that's part of the reason you're making so much money off the course too from your sponsors. So you have got to show up. If you say you're going to show up, and it's starting to become an issue, and I think it's because of COVID. I don't know what it is, but unless you have a severe injury or something serious that we don't know about, and you don't have to tell us, but at least say, listen, I've got something serious i got to handle, because you have a, a professional responsibility to show up and play and perform for all the fans. Who are the, who are the five ticket sellers? I'm going to say Jordan. I'm going to say yeah. DJ. I'm going to say Bryson. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. JT. And then I'm going to say right now, more College right there. I think people show up to watch him play. I, like I said, I think five to eight. I mean, you could probably let's talk a couple more, but those would be my five.
2: I don't know about JT and
1: Morikawa. I think, I think Bryce. On. That's, I think you know. I, I think, think Bryce. On. I mean, you can argue it. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think
0: JT's. I think JT's on that side of it. Morikawa. I don't think enough people know yet, which is weird because he's won four times. But well, I, I, I think I think those four are at least pretty strong for sure. There's and this. We might be
2: somebody. I think this is, I love this conversation because I think that there is a, there's a tier one that it's like, man, if those guys didn't exist, what is, what do the TV ratings look like? Right. Um, So
0: the fifth fifth guy's Tiger Woods, by the way.
2: Well, (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) Tiger Tiger almost (laughs) like doesn't even, he doesn't even count. He's not even in tier one. He's a different (laughs) thing. (laughs) So I think it's, I think the tier one, I think it is Jordan. I think it's Bryson. I think it's DJ. I I think I think you're right, Rick. I think it's probably JT. But then after that, like, I mean, is Phil in there? Is like this sounds idiotic. This this sounds dumb. But is Ricky in there?
0: Phil, Phil, Phil is more Phil is more in there than Patrick Cantlay is.
1: Hundred percent. But well, but that's because of the entertainment value, right? Right. That's what I'm talking about. buying tickets. Buying tickets.
2: You're right, Rick. You're absolutely right. Here's,
1: here,
2: here, here's my point, coach is like Ricky, like the people that want to watch Ricky, they don't know that he's ranked 102nd in the world. Mm-hmm. They just know that they like Ricky. Like they don't care that, he's, that he plays bad. Like I, I, I almost feel like Ricky is like the sixth biggest draw in the sport, even though he's like the 130th he best guy be. in the world. And he might be, which is, he might be. Like who, who sells more tickets, Ricky or Colin Marcella?
0: Probably still Ricky,
1: probably still, probably still Ricky kids. I mean, kids but I still show like we up wearing. Are, 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 they do, they, but, but when did they buy that gear? That's what they, I'm saying. When did they buy that gear? <laughs> I don't think in the last year they're buying that gear. <laughs> They've outgrown uh, it. If they haven't yeah. bought it in the last year, <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I'm, I am not coming at you. I think it's a fascinating oh, no. conversation. Well, I, I, I love the conversation. Coming at me. I love it. Uh, you can come at me all you want. That's why I love chopping it up. You, you can't offend me at all, ever. Ever, it, and good. if we it's do, good, it
2: is a valid. If do comment. we'll just we'll just take the
1: net down, so we'll, we're good. <laughs> That's true. Take the double net down. <laughs> um,
0: there was one other thing I wanted to. Is does Brooks sell tickets?
1: I, to, to, to me, he's he's in that Patrick Kentley. I've told you guys the story before. I want to get a, a hold of the entire PGA Tour group and say, listen, I can help you make money, but you've got to stop being a robot. And to me, he's a robot, just like Cantley, he's a robot when they're out on the course, they don't give you anything. They don't make me. I, I never think to myself, Oh, I've got to tune in because Brooks is teeing off at 932. That mm. never happens. It never happens in my world. I don't oh.
0: We're gonna talk about RBC Heritage and our picks in one and done. But I do have—I actually have a rock story, Coach. I—I I, I get to tell my oh. rock story now. So yeah. I was probably—I uh, I had to be like ten or eleven years old, something like that. And He was coming to the local—he was coming to the local mall. My dad was actually working security, so he got me into the. It was like a card shop that he was gonna come sign in, sign autographs in. So I got in beforehand. So it's like me and like two other kids are the only people waiting on the inside, and there are throngs, throngs of 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 people throughout this entire mall, and we're just. Hanging, hanging, and you you start hearing it. It's. Rocky, Rocky, (laughs) Rocky, (laughs) right? He's coming. He's getting louder. It's coming. This guy walked in. I swear I melted uh, when I saw how big he was. He was obviously the nicest guy in the world. Signed my little magazine cover. I went (laughs) on my way. But like it it was, I I will never forget that moment. Like I could hear him coming essentially. And then he walked in the door and it was, it was wild stuff.
1: The easiest way to describe (laughs) him in, in one sentence is he's not built like anybody else. He, he is the coolest human being I've ever had the pleasure of working with, being around, learning from, being a mentor to me. Uh, he's the greatest human being that's a celebrity that I know. I, mm. I mean, he, he's the best and he's bigger than life. And it's awesome when you're around him. And I'm, I'm glad that you had that experience because most <laughs> people don't understand when you're around somebody like him, it's special, man. It is special. Uh,
2: speaking awesome. of people who are great human beings, we forgot somebody in the uh, <laughs> in the tier one conversation.
1: Who? Rory. Uh, uh, Oh, he sorry, would have Morris? to be. He'd have to. Sorry, Rory. See, that shows us where his game is. The fact that we didn't think about him right away, KP. That's a yeah. problem. That's a problem. Because he yeah, do not think it's of a, him. A, it's not good.
2: I mean, no. Yeah, we we can talk about Rory some other I, week when he's playing. But
0: I I tweeted this out earlier. He's th- ranked 13th in the world. That is his worst. World ranking since November of two thousand nine, four thousand one hundred sixty-seven wow. days ago. Amazing. He has had a better. That's the last time he had a world ranking this bad. I think he's he's yeah. been
2: in the top fifteen for thirteen straight years, which is a that's a joke. A you joke. can't do that. Unbelievable, and and, Unbelievable. and he's done it. It's really impressive.
0: All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do our picks for the RBC Heritage. We're gonna talk one and done. But first, we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. This weekend's coverage is back on CBS, baby. Check out Saturday and Sunday coverage on CBS, cbssports.com or on the CBS Sports mobile app. You can also stream your local CBS station on Paramount Plus through pretty much any device out there. So there is no excuse for not being able to watch the network coverage this weekend. Gentlemen, Let's do our picks. So producer Jacob, he's going to pull up our betting cards. We're going to start with mm, Jacob. Let's do coach first. We're going to start with coach first. He's got five picks on here. Let's start with a a matchup coach. You have Dustin Johnson over Patrick Cantlay.
1: I couldn't believe I got this number to be honest with you. Lay in a quarter over uh, Cantlay. Who's been absolutely atrocious shot like two nineties at Augusta national last week.
2: (laughs) 290 <laughs> I don't think I, mean, I don't think Ian Woosnam even shot 90. Uh,
1: I I I was shocked at this number. I was shocked at this number. And I think it's more about DJ than it is more about what people think about Canley or Vegas thinks about Canley. This is to me it should be 150 or 160. And I'm sure that your numbers support that, uh Rick. Uh so I I love this number and I should have bet more than 25 on it to be honest.
0: I actually took the other side of this. We're going to get to that in a second. You, oh, snap. Uh, yeah. I, he should, first of all, he shot snap. 79. He shot 79, 73, not 90. But it was still incredibly ugly. I will give you that. Well, I'll, I'll okay. give you my Patrick Cantlay reasoning on the other side. Uh, you have okay. Webb Simpson, who is, yeah. of course, the man around here to be your yeah. first round leader. And there's a name that keeps popping up for you. Cam Smith. You are a Cam Smith believer. You have him yeah. as the top rest of the world player for six and a half to one.
1: And last week in my head-to-heads throughout the week that I do on my personal, he won more for me than anybody else did. And I won. we won the bet on the early edge with him uh, Sunday as well. He's a dude that I love betting on guys that show up every week. I love guys that show me it matters to them and shows me that even without their B game, their effort is going to get them to the B game. And to me, Cam Smith is one of those guys. And almost every single time I play him, no matter what it is, he cashes for me. And giving me plus 650 when I think he could win this week, that's incredible value.
0: You round out this card with Paul Casey's top European at five and a half to one and Webb Simpson back at it again, yep. a top 10. You are very clearly a believer in Weber this week.
1: Yeah, I, I think Webb is, is going to end up winning this golf tournament. I really, really do. Uh, and last week was an outlier and Paul Casey, I compared other courses to this like Ennisbrook, uh, uh, Riviera a little bit, Sawgrass a little bit. And when I compare the names that are consistently in the top fifteen, Casey showed up for me. So oh, for the top European, oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's going to drive me bananas uh, in a good way. Um, but I, <laughs> I think I think Webb is going to win, and so I'm trying to get my handicapping better and just layer it. If I'm going to get if I'm going to get bounced, I want all of them to get bounced. But I'm tired of throwing out eight different picks when it's almost impossible to hate eight different picks. I'm going to start layering my stuff.
2: Yeah, I think that's hey, do, smart. Do the, can you play it again, <laughs> producer Jacob? Give
1: <laughs> me what, what I
0: what I love about that is that when Jacob hit it while coach was talking, you couldn't tell which was the drop and which, was like it's, it's, it was so perfect because it's just the same. Like, that's what I love about it. I can also wow.
1: envision him doing the,
0: <laughs> he was, yeah,
1: I was, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I will tell you this. You never have to wander with me. I, I, my, my emotions are on my sleeve. I love this so much. And sometimes do I get a little too serious? Yeah, maybe I do, but I love it. And I'm never going to apologize for that. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to my betting card. Producer (laughs) producer Jacob. Remember we have taken our $100, our 100 units. We've gone over to William Hill and we've allocated them the best that we can. And I remind you of that because I got a little boost action for this week, but we'll get to that in a second. So I I started with two. I allocate the, the vast majority of my one hundred dollars on matchups this week. Corey Connors over Sung J M, and then Patrick Cantley over Dustin Johnson. And coach, there is a uh, there's a great quote from Michael Scott in the office, uh, and he says, "No question about it, I'm ready to get hurt again." And that is exactly <laughs> how I, I feel
1: that. about yes.
0: Patrick Cantley. This week, I just, I just, I just see a guy. I'm hoping that was the outlier, right? That Thursday was the outlier round. He, you know, Augusta nationals hard, whatever. He's been great on Pete die courses. Uh, DJ can't seem to figure out the, the formula around here and it's even money. So I'm, I'm going down with the ship on this one. One more time. I took Patrick Campbell.
1: but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Don't you think part of the reason he shot so bad at Augusta is let's go back to his WD with the back issue. And since then he hasn't played very well. And I think that's a big issue. I just hope he starts so that I can cash my ticket because he may withdraw Thursday or Friday.
0: I I don't know about that. I just think the margins and KP, I actually, this is probably a better question for you in person there. Like the margins at Augusta National looked so small, right? Like you could be one foot in either direction. It's either next to the pin, you know, or it is 30 yards back down at your feet in the ferry. They just felt super <clears> small.
2: Yeah. I mean, yes. And that's how the course should always be set up by the way. Like that mm-hmm. was, it was perfect. It was awesome. The problem is that now we have the players championship evidence. We've got the master's evidence. So it would be one thing if it was like, what did he do at, uh, at the match play? Oh, he uh, was like the best player in the field for the first he was- he was dominant, too, and then he lost a playoff. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, he didn't make. Yeah, it so I, I listen. I think there's an argument. I'm fading Cantley this week, but I think there's an argument that involves like, look, the players is a mess every year. You can't take away anything from the or TPC Sawgrass, and then Augusta. But it's, man, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put those two things together and be like, ah, I'm still, I'm still in. I'm still a believer after he missed the cut so badly at, uh, at
0: least at, at the Masters. Well let's see if he can hurt me one more time. <laughs> I've gone, I've, I've, I've gone to, um, to last year's runner up Abraham answer at a top five, that's six and a half to one. I went with chase Seifert for a top 20 place. Pete die as well. Just had a decent finish in Honda. And then here's, here's my outrights. Colin Morikawa and will Zalatoris. William Hill has a, has a boost on will Zalatoris. You can get it at 30 to one and coach, uh, these, these guys are kind of the blueprint Morikawa more so than Zalatoris is where it's about pounds and fairways. It's about being, you know, uh, precise with your approaches. That is exactly what Colin Morikawa does. And Zalatoris is just, he's just a freak, man. He just, he just does it every single week. He can't stop the guy.
1: I had never really seen interviews with him before last week. And now he's awesome. Awesome. And he doesn't care when he said, I've been dreaming about this my entire life. So why would, why would I be nervous to go out and get it? How many players ever say that? Believe it. And then go do it. So now I'm putting Will into my category of killers. I call them killers. Mm. JT's in it. Spieth is in it. Now Will is in it. Guys that can go out, step on a neck, and not lift up because they feel bad for everybody else. Will Zalatoris is going to be awesome for a really, really long time. He's going to win a lot of big-time tournaments because he does not get nervous. And he tells you what he's going to do, tells you how he did it, and then goes out, and he does it the next time. I'm bullish on Zalatoris. I think it's
2: meaningful that he didn't fade on the weekend, big
1: right? Time. Like he
2: didn't win, but he, I mean, he, 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 that's an easy spot to talk a big game and then go out on Sunday and shoot a 76. Right. Yep. And he didn't do it. He went out and I mean, he, uh, Spieth had this quote. Uh, it was either, I don't know if it was master's week. I think it was a, like a month ago where he said, he said something like, cause him and Zalchhorst, I'm sure they talked on the broadcast about them playing a lot together. And he said, uh, there's a ton of confidence there. And the way he said it was kind of like, uh, implied that he's like kind of cocky, which is sick, which I love. Um, (laughs) love it. Love. And I just, I'm way in. I, I, not <laughs> just the game, the game, like Tita green. He's, I had one, I had somebody tell me that he, uh, there was somebody that was working with him when he was like 16. It was like, this guy's a top 15 ball striker in the world right now, 16 years old. And
1: I saw it's kind of,
2: it's kind of proven to be true. Right. Um, uh, over the course of his career. So I'm, I could not be more in on Zalatoris.
0: I have a stat you'll like, KP. So I just okay. I ran the numbers. I went back to when Zalatoris came on the scene, U.S. Open. Okay, so that was yep. September twentieth, twenty twenty. Since that time frame, if we just say since then, uh, strokes gain total. Who are the best players on tour? Not even in this field. Do you have any idea where Zalatoris might show up on that list? Uh, I would say it's
2: DJ ahead of him, Paul Casey ahead. I bet he's like fourth. <laughs>
0: He's ninth, which okay. is still crazy. Uh, here's the list. N- neither of those guys are on that list. So here it is. It's oh. Patrick Cantlay. Wow. It is Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shawfley, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, believe it or not, is eighth. Wow. And, then, and then Will Zalatoris is ninth. I mean, those are some killers. You want to talk about killers? Those are some yeah.
1: killers. Let, let yeah, me, that's, let me talk. That, that's dirty. Is Xander a killer, coach? He was. He's not because he hasn't killed enough. He hasn't won enough when he gets in <laughs> position. But I want to throw this out at you when we're talking about Will Zalatoris, real quick. There's got to be a change. And sometimes it takes one player to invoke change. The fact that he would be 13th in the FedEx Cup standings right now and that he won't play in the FedEx Cup playoffs unless he wins is embarrassing. I mean, I'm, the I'm, dude is one of the top 10 players in the world right now.
2: So I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm rooting for him finishing second at all four majors, becoming like the (laughs) third ranked player in the world, being on the Ryder (laughs) Cup team and not be, and not being able to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs.
1: It might happen. It might happen. He's going to leave like, come on.
0: He's going to leave like $10 million on the table by not being able to play the, the, the playoffs.
1: Yeah. They've got to they've got to open it up and say, listen, if, if these guys like Morikawa did a couple of years ago, Hovland, if they earn enough points to start these PGA tour events, they've got to earn FedEx Cup points too. And then I mean, come on. Th- th- that's an easy fix to me. It really, really is. It's it, I, I,
2: yeah, I agree. I, I think that it'll be the Zalatoris rule, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think 100%. that'll that'll happen at some point.
0: KP. Your betting card is coming right up. You actually have one of those guys that I mentioned, Charlie Hoffman, I do. is I do. a top 20. So oh, your top 20s that. are Daniel Berger, minus 110, Paul Casey, plus 138, and that man, Charlie Hoffman, plus 210 to finish inside the top 20.
2: Yeah, I mean, we forget about Charlie Hoffman because he wasn't at the Masters last week, but he was awesome at the Texas Open. Uh, he was good at what was before that uh, Corrales Pintacana. Um He's been, he's been flushing it. Like he, he has these, and this is true of all guys, but he has these waves where it's like, man, he is just striking the hell out of it. And that's kind of what he's on right now. So it's a good number, um, especially for a top 20 Casey. If you look at his last, I think it was six or seven uh, non major starts. So take the masters out of it. He's been top, uh, he's been top 20 in all of them. So players, a couple European tour, uh, American express. Like he's, he's been really, really consistent at non majors in the top 20.
0: Go ahead. Do, do we have anybody? We, we got to have somebody on the scene this week, right? We got to see what he's, how he's putting. He, you know, he went left-hand low on Sunday and gained two and a half strokes after he had lost three and a half strokes putting over the first three days. He, he was shot the third lowest wow. round of the day on Sunday going left-hand low. And Greg tried to say, if you do it in the middle of an event, he's probably not going to do it this week. Cause that's just something you, you mess around with. Usually when you're going to make a switch, it's it's weeks and months of, of leaning into it. But I would love to have somebody tell me how he's putting on Tuesday and Wednesday. I think guys like
2: him should just change it every nine holes, every six holes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, just,
2: I mean like more college should have a different putting stroke every, every round, just, you know, rotate them in. Uh, uh yeah, then I got, I'm doubling down on Casey. I got him over Zalatoris and answer, I, I don't, I love Zalatoris. I think that you come off such an emotional week like last week and it's hard to back it up. And Casey was, Casey just wasn't in contention. Like there wasn't as much spent from him emotionally uh-huh. as there was Zalatoris. And I think Casey at the point, at this point in his career is a more consistent play than somebody like a, a Zalatoris. Answer is actually more concerning there for me. And then... Uh, again, I'm I'm fading Cantlay. Like, I've got Webb, best player in the world after the T shot, and this is the best place
0: to be the best player in the world after the T shot. That is exactly right. So let's move over to our one and done. We're going to work our way up as we usually do. So, Coach, unfortunately, that means we start with you, 2.2 <laughs> 2. Yep. million, and you had that man, Paul Casey, $79,000 uh, for... <laughs> Paul Casey. <there>. <laughs> for... for- <laughs> For the masters.
2: Uh, I can't wait till I can't wait till Paul Casey wins the open and we just get to play that over and over
1: again. Oh my gosh. You
0: have, you have amended your contract. So you have more time to catch Mark. Uh, So I think that starts right now. Coach, who do you like?
1: I felt really good about uh, that this week. I was, I'm really happy that the judges for the contest approved the contract change. Uh, so I don't want to hear any more from Mark for four months. I'm laser focused. I'm, I've got my focus in on Web Simpson this week. I'm going to go Webb Simpson this week. I've been, I've been going back and forth. I'm sticking with Webb, and I'm sticking with my theory that whoever I think will win, I'm going to play. And I think Webb will win, so I'm going to play it. Hold right
0: there, Coach. I'm just kidding. No, you're good. I was
1: gonna say I already double checked. I already asked. It. I was gonna say if if Jacob told me a lie, just so you could do that again. A, that'd be savage, and I'd respect it. But I'd also be really ticked off because nah, he told good. me I could use it. <laughs> but, oh my you're god! Good. If you say hold up, for right, a say oh my god! Uh, it'd drive me in bonkers, insane, that insane. That is-
0: Hilarious, uh, producer Jacob. <laughs> type type in the chat who you have for this week. Last week, producer Jacob went with, oh boy, Patrick Cantlay. That was uh, that Uh-oh. did not work out well. My my weekend sweats as well were uh, non-existent thanks to Mister Cantlay. So we'll get to producer Jacobs one and done pick. He is at two point seven million, so he's five hundred clear of coach. But there is a big gap to get us up to you, KP, at five point one million dollars. You had Jordan Spieth at the masters and you are on a pretty good stretch of let's hold on. Let's do this last seven. You've earned 2 million bucks. Okay. KP making a run. I am.
2: Um, I, I've already used web. I used him. He got me 28 K at the RSM. <laughs> Thanks, <Webb. laughs> Thank you, web. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I might go with, with, uh, Matty Fitz magic, Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay. okay. Like, I think this is. A, I think this is a good spot for him. Uh, he's the s- seventh ranked player in the field. Uh, I don't know his numbers here historically, but I don't. I don't want to burn a DJ or a or a Morikawa. I might have already used those guys anyway.
0: Uh, I don't think I've. Used you have not one. used DJ. Wow. And you've not used <laughs> Morikawa.
1: Is not it? Funny you
0: I, I say- think. <laughs> Go ahead,
1: coach. It's funny how we go. Oh, we just made 55 grand. If we're actually the player and somebody handed me a check for 55 grand, I'd be like, hell yeah, that's a good week for me. You know, only 55 grand. Yeah. (laughs) 55 grand in one week. Oh, that sucks. Yeah.
2: I I might go with, I might go with Terrell Haddon. You know, there's not going to be a ton of of events that he plays in where he's you know, close to the, the top ranked guy in the field. He was better than I thought he would be last week. So it's probably going to come down to one of those two guys, either, either Fitzy or uh, t All
0: right. You've got 5.1 million. Prusa Jacob's going to pop in. He's going to tell us how he's going to make up this gap. Uh, that yeah, is like 2.4 it. million or 1.4 million to, to, to KP. Give me a answer. Ooh, oh, the answer. Abraham answer runner up oh, last year. I'll take Abe. answer. Yeah. Runner up last year. And I already used Colin Morikawa. So there you go. There's that. Where would s-
2: you use Marikawa? Uh, back Shriners. The Shriners. Shriners earned zero bucks. Missed the cut. Oh, man. That's oh, a tough. Scene. Oh,
1: that is tough. That's tough.
0: The only thing tougher is when you use Dustin Johnson at the masters and get a zero, which I know a little bit about, I mean, you are um, so just the wrong master. So
1: you were so cocky. You're like, guess who I <laughs> have in my back pocket. Oh, you were so ready to drop the hammer on it this week between, been- between.
0: Cantlay and DJ, I was just enjoying golf on a Saturday and Sunday. I was not worried about anything at all. I was just enjoying some golf. Greg's at 5.3 million. He had Justin Thomas at the masters. Adam Hadwin the week before that, for some reason, um, we don't have his pick, but we will get it here. Eventually he's on the payroll. KP. He has to be, he,
2: yeah, that's what I was going to say. He has to be like short game coach, uh, swing and strike. I don't know. There's something going on there.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get it out of him. Eventually there is a $1.1 million gap up to Mark who had, I think he also had Jordan speed. He had speed.
1: Speed, Yeah. He had had speed. So this,
0: his last four events, he has gotten 1 million. He has already used, uh, he has used Zalatoris. He has not used, he's not used Morikawa. He has not used Oh, he has used DJ. Oh, he got oh he got DJ at the Masters. So he got two million for him. In the November. correct Masters. The correct, the correct Masters. masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for like a clerical <laughs> error where my DJ gets slipped up to the other one, right? Like by the time this all shakes out. Um, uh, and
2: th- I, I used Zalatoris, by the way, back in back before he was cool, right after the U S open thinking uh, like, I don't know, like he might not be in that many events. And now he's like the
0: <laughs> number 27 player in the world. He was the favorite that week, the week that you used him yeah, in I think Punta Cana, he was the favorite, yep. which is like, yep. it, it, it was awesome. It was nuts. Uh, and then I am at 8 million. I took DJ last week. I got a big fat zero for that. I've looked across my board. I have used, I've used web. I've used Answer. I've used Cantley. I've used Morikawa. I've used Dustin Johnson. I've used Paul Casey. I've used Terrell Hatton. I'm out of bullets, wow. gentlemen. So I'm gonna embrace the um the volatility of this event. I'm gonna hope for maybe a little bit a little bit longer shot to come through. A guy who has played well here recently. I'm gonna go with Ian Poulter and just hope that he can roll in enough putts. Uh, to just give me like, give me his average finish of the last four years. And I would take it right now.
1: I like that. I think you might, you might have the same weekend this weekend that you had (laughs) last weekend. I I might. Just, just
0: enjoying, just, just enjoying golf,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> just, just out here, enjoying golf, uh, gentlemen, we've got expert picks here. So sleepers top 10 and pick to win coach. Let's start with you, your yeah. sleeper for this week, at the RBC heritage,
1: uh, Kevin, not, I think Kevin, Na is feeling the emotion from Hideki. He drove back to congratulate him. So I just think his game matches up perfectly with this place.
0: And we won't even ask you who your top 10 is. We're just going to have producer Jacob hit the, hit the button. there it is a little delay we'll work on that we'll work on that but it's yeah. Paul Casey
1: <laughs> this isn't getting Thank old you, yet Julie <laughs> you gotta hit the button at the right time or it loses the effect uh and my winner for this week is uh I'm getting taking an odds boost to Cam Smith 33 plus 3,000 uh,
0: I love it so that's Kevin Noss sleeper Paul Casey top 10 and yep. pick to win Cam Smith for the coach KP Smith. your sleeper please
2: I like the Cam Smith the Cam Smith is uh, like i I like him. I want to like him. I just don't know if I trust him and like, he, he's, one. Of, he's almost like a Xander light where he seems to get better, the bigger the event. And then the week after I'm like, can I trust him? I want I to know, trust him I know because he's great. I, I don't know. Uh, so my sleeper is the Chuckster, Chuck Hoffman, Charles, Charlie should have won. Okay. Could have won Texas open, not should have. Uh, top ten web, and then my win. I think I might go with Fitzy for my winner too. I might just right. marry the the one and done. He's been Fitz he's been, been, uh, been, good. been yeah he's been job. solid. And you know the short game stuff here. We talked about it, but if you look at strokes gained around the green, I've got it pulled up here somewhere. Uh, so strokes gained around the green over the last three months, he's plus 0.34 per round. So he, he's, he's one of the guys that hits it pretty well that is really solid around the green. So he's kind of in that, um, that Venn diagram of guys that I like here.
0: I'm going to go with Chase Seifert as my sleeper. Will Zalators is my top 10 and Colin Morikawa as my pick to win. Let's, Love see, it. What Let's see what happens. I like all three of those. Gentlemen, any closing thoughts here for RBC heritage week?
1: I have one. I'm getting all these tweets are like, Hey, where's the early edge golf only pod with Rick G Hmm. we're coming. We're taping it shortly and it's going to be in your feed very, very soon. They just can't wait for these picks from you. Rick G come on.
0: All right. I guess we got to give the people what they want. KP (laughs) anything else?
1: (laughs) No, I'm
2: uh yeah, just gearing up for the rest of the year. First majors in the books. It was awesome. And uh I'm excited about the rest of it also. It's gonna be it's been a it's been an awesome season. I mean, just every week, such good storylines. So I'm I'm pumped about it.
0: All right. Hope we get a good one this week. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank the coach who you can find on Twitter at the coach rules. Let me thank Kyle Porter, who you can find on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.
1: Cush is it?